talking about video games. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am but one of the three hosts that make up the tripod that is this podcast. Patrick Shanley. Joining me, as always, is uh, Edmund Arnold and Colin Codega. How are you guys doing? We are only a week away from E3, so I imagine everyone is very excited. This is the most wonderful time of the year. It's like Christmas Eve. I'm just waiting for my games to get announced. I'm happy. How are you doing, Pat? I'm good. I'm also very excited. Uh, Colin, are you counting down the days for E3? Yeah, you know, basically, it's it's. I'm sitting here. I'm setting out the cookies and milk. I'm waiting for Video Game Santa to show up and uh, drop some uh, teasers and trailers for us. Does Video Game Santa wear like a uh, Mountain Dew suit and he has like a patchy neck beard instead of like a full white beard? Let's just say that wherever he walks, there's a dusting of Doritos and a lot of Mountain Dew. Yeah, no, especially the Call of Duty Santa. Like, you don't even want to know the type of disgusting snacks you have to leave out for that guy. <laughs> Call mm-hmm. of Duty Santa. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a video game version of Santa for every game. Yeah, you just leave out, like, microwave taquitos and uh, a big glass of Monster Energy drink. And boom, there you go. And he brings you all of the video game news you need to know for E3. But, no, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Uh... It definitely seems like there's a lot of interesting stuff in the works. There's been some leaks, and thanks to uh, Canada Walmart, uh, they, they kind of gave us a, a little heads up. But, no, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I like how we say there's been some leaks. I feel like almost every single thing has already been leaked. Like, yeah. what, do, what do we not know at this point? But um, also, it's, it's so many leaks. Like, what's true and what's not true, though? I feel like this year it's been like, I don't know. I feel like the leaks have been crazy. Like, there's a, an insane amount. For I sure. think they're all true. I think you need, you need to believe all the news that you've seen. All the news is true. I think all the leaks that you've seen are coming out. I think that we're getting. Every, I think that we're getting everything that we've seen. Uh, Canada Walmart leaks so far. So Canada Walmart There's, has their finger on the pulse. They know what's happening. Um, I don't understand why we have E3 when we can just go to Canada Walmart in the spring and then they just get all of our announcements there. Because then, sense. what would Call of Duty Santa do? He'd just be stuck in his mother's basement. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, do you want to have Call of Duty Santa not have a job? Are you trying to kill jobs in this economy? That's a little unfair. I'm sorry. Take everything I've had. There's jobs in America's economy right now. Despite all the leaks by Canada Walmart, it is not going to stop us from predicting what's going to happen at E3. And I think the best way to do that is to go studio by studio and kind of break down what we're expecting and what we've already been confirmed at. Uh, there's a lot, so I'm not sure where you guys want to start. Do we want to start big and work down to smaller studios? Do we want to kind of ramp up to the bigger ones? I propose that we start with just the big three with Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, and then sort of go to the studios themselves. Sounds good to me. Cool. Well, let's start with Microsoft because they suck, and they need to have a big E3 because they've been hurting lately. Uh, so what do you guys are expecting from Microsoft at E3? I mean, nothing. Yeah, I, I kind of expect them. I don't think they have a ton of new IPs um, going over. So I my prediction is Microsoft is going to spend a lot of money to get um, AAA uh, third-party games to be shown on their stage. I think they're going to go with that strategy to get reveals happen um, through the Microsoft uh, label. I think they're going to also try to get exclusive content or release, like have like a... a there are deals they had with Call of Duty in the past, but besides, I think Gears of War 5 is for sure happening. I think they're going to tease uh, a new Halo, uh, but 
they're in such a weird spot uh, because I mean they totally have whiffed the last couple of years. Yeah, I don't I don't see them announcing any. I, I'm going to disagree a little, bit, a little bit with Colin. I don't think I don't think they're going to announce any new IPs. I think the new IPs have been kind of like a failure for them this generation. So I feel like they're going to go back and just double down on their big three. I think they're going to double down on Halo. I think we're going to get a Halo 6 reveal. I think we're going to get a Forza Horizon 4. And I think we're going to get another Gears of War. And I think they're just really going to hark on them. Like, you remember why you like Microsoft, guys? Do you remember? I think they're really just going to play into that. But so I think we're just going to see like an extent, extensive showcase from Halo 6 for Forza Horizon 4 in Gears of War. And I think they'll probably play into some more of their games of service stuff. We'll see like a little game, some more additions to Game Pass. Um, they'll probably tout bringing some older games on Game Pass. I just, I don't see them really putting anything into the new IPs. And then Crackdown 3, I think we'll get another, I think we'll get a pretty big showcase from Crackdown 3. But other than that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Microsoft has on, under their belt. I don't think that Halo or Gears of War is enough for anyone to even get excited about Microsoft anymore. Uh, um, the last two titles released under those banners were flops. Like, no one cared about Halo 5 or the Halo 4 before that. Does anyone really care about Gears of War 4? Why would I care about Gears of War 5 and Halo 6? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't... Yeah, they don't have a ton going for them. I mean, I think they're going to come out with some surprises because they, they're aware of this. They've had this reputation now for a while. And I think one also uh, prediction I have is that, like I said, they're going to throw money at uh, larger studios to show their new game. So I think they're actually going to have exclusive content, and I think they are going to be on uh, the Xbox stage is going to have the reveal for the Avengers game for Square Enix. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, that's kind of one big game. I feel like they're going to target big AAA games, have them revealed, and they're going to really put, like, hey, we have the most powerful machine, the best place to play is on Xbox. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be an effective marketing um, strategy, but I think that's what they're going to go with. I think that's all they have to go with, and I'm going to agree with you. It's not an effective marketing strategy. No one cares. No. <laughs> they, they literally money. Money is their marketing strategy because they're like, we don't have new IP, so let's just throw money at studios so they reveal their games on Xbox. They say, hey, this is going to be the best place to play it, but I, I, I just don't see a ton of creativity from uh, Microsoft these days. The, no, I, that's... Sorry, the amount of money that they sunk into, or the amount of backing that they put behind the Xbox One X as something that was really going to like try and compete with no games to it, is just, it's completely backwards thinking. Why would I pay for a marginal difference in power that most gamers don't even notice, by the way? All, no casual gamer gives a crap of the power of their machine. You know, the PS4 is just as powerful, as far as I can tell, as the Xbox One X, because nothing I'm doing is going to make any difference playing on those two different consoles. So if you have a system that has no games on it, then why would I buy it, regardless of the fact that it's, it's slightly more powerful than the other system? It's just a completely backwards mentality, and it's why they're losing. And again, it's what's going to happen at E3. It's exactly what you're saying. They have nothing to show. And so all they can do is be like, well, we have a faster machine. No, and I, the only thing that's going to save them is if they're going to pump out, like, the Halo 6, if it has, like, a like really early 2019 release, which it won't happen. Right. Um, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't say this, but I also think they'll probably reveal the next Splinter Cell. I'm pretty sure that's going to be Microsoft's baby. Um, and that's probably going to be, like, I, I feel like that's going to come out in November, possibly. Um, but other than that, I, you're right. I mean, they're, they're, I've heard grumblings about a perfect dark remaster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my That's God. just not enough to get you excited for anything. You know what I mean? Right. Like 
you guys are having, you guys are struggling so bad and you're going to remaster a mediocre, and you guys can argue with me all you want, a mediocre Nintendo 64 shooter. So, did I just call Perfect Dark mediocre? I did. It's I called did. Perfect um, Dark, Eddie, not near Perfect Dark. <laughs> nice, I like that. Yeah. Perfect Dark is basically perfect, GoldenEye, but a, but a thousand times better. It's GoldenEye no, with blood right. on the walls. With with bots, it was the first game you could play with sixteen players, and they were all bots. Uh, the customization, the guns, oh, that Perfect Dark, I could fight you all day about that. That was one of, if not the best, Nintendo sixty four game besides Ocarina of Time. Well, then you can, um, you'll be really happy that it's getting remastered then, because it's no, not yeah, yeah, play, cause it's probably it's probably not going to be that good these days. You know, it's like for the time it was good. Just like when you go back and play Goldeneye now, you're like, oh, this is clunky as hell. Oh, uh, that's the yeah, that's what thing I, I've ever heard in my I think life. I should have reiterated that like um perfect dark was good for its day but you're remastering a shooter that is just mechanics just aren't i don't think shooter mechanics unless you have like um um a csgo or like a quake or a um half-life i just don't think they are really they age very well especially from that nintendo 64 generation right also but either way i mean you're gonna uh, you're gonna release a shooter a remaster of an right. old shooter and that's gonna make waves in a landscape with 8 million other shooters, no one's going to care. Right. No one cares no about one. a Perfect Dart remastered. Nobody. And especially since you have to start, like, basically building from ground up because you are just getting thrashed right now from Sony and Nintendo. You need something huge. Like, you need a new IP or you need to rehash an IP that people haven't seen in years or you need, like, a From Software to, like, completely shift from mm -hmm. their focus of bringing, like, their Dark Souls games and their Bloodborne to PlayStation 4 to coming to Xbox and releasing Linux. Like, you need something like that. And if you don't get anything like that, like, you better as well just throw in the towel and wait until next generation and, and then start there. And honestly, at this point, given all the leaks that we've had, if there's no way that Microsoft is releasing a big... Triple A exclusive title by the end of this year if it's being announced at this E3. There's no way. So anything that they're Splinter announcing Cell. is at least 2019. Maybe Splinter Cell, but even maybe. That, I, mean, I feel like that will be across every platform. It probably will, and even if it's not, like, are you you're lying to yourself if you think Splinter Cell is something to sell consoles? It's not that big of a franchise. It never has oh, been. It's, it's, no, it's not. It, it is, is like completely, no, I'm not. It's okay. a niche. It's a niche crowd. Exactly. It's like for like the same type of people that read those like Tom Clancy novels. It's like a very niche yeah, type for my gamer. So I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. That's uh, no kid is getting excited about a Splinter Cell game. No, no, no kid playing Fortnite will ever. Oh, Sam Fisher. Awesome. Ever be excited for playing a Splinter Cell game. That is such an old man game. Yeah. I remember in high school trying to play Splinter Cell and being like, I just want to run around and shoot people. Why do I have to sneak? No, it comes with a smoking sneak. jacket and a glass of old scotch. <laughs> I don't know. Microsoft is in trouble. I don't see anything that they could possibly... Unless they unveil a machine that can travel through time, then they're pretty much out of luck. <laughs> Sorry, Microsoft. I mean, Forza is like Forza the only thing they have going for them. Is that the only reason why people would be excited for E3? I guess, I guess. but I mean, then you're just a racing game person, which is fine. I mean, like, if you like racing games, that's great. I'm not personally into them. But again, it's, it's niche. It's not big, broad appeal. Like, we're beating them up a lot. Let's, let's be positive for it. Like, let's right. honestly think... What about uh, Crackdown? Crackdown Three? That's that's a game they you know they've released or uh, they've announced already. But if they actually you know put that on the stage, maybe also I think they'll maybe put a lot more um, games on the Game Pass. Like they're probably going to push Game Pass a lot more um, and promote that. But I totally agree. It's like you have the most powerful machine, but the games you have are like State of Decay, which don't run that well anyway. So it's like. 
I don't know. They, they, they definitely, like I said, they're going to throw a lot of money at AAA studios, I think, to have um, reveals on their stage under the Xbox logo. But it's I, I don't have a lot of uh, hope that they're going to, you know, they're really going to throw some curveballs at us with E3. Oh. Quick side note, guys, since we brought up State of Decay, State of Decay 2 had a 20 gigabyte deal, uh, download patch. How was that even? So, it's like an entire game. And that is Microsoft's big release this year. Exactly. It's an entire game. And that is Microsoft's big release this year. So. Now, does it, like, run smoother after that 20 gigabyte update? Like, is it, like, insanely noticeably different? Have you tried it? Like, that, that blows me away that they'd have a 20 gigabyte update. I jumped into it for a couple hours last night. It, I, I, see, I haven't run into a lot of bugs, though. Um, but I didn't run into anything yesterday. So it, it played fine. It, it, it played, like, State of Decay 1.5 still. So. Also, so. on a side note, nobody cares about that game either. It's not making any way. Like, <laughs> it's not doing well at all. all right, I can bash on Microsoft all day, but we have to move on because there's lots and lots and lots of E3 predictions to go, and we only have so much time to do it. So let's move on to a company. Right, let's do it as we're kind of ranking up, I guess. Uh, I'd say Nintendo is a solid number two right now. Sony is just this monster right now that's just dominating. But Nintendo is doing really, really well and doing a lot of cool stuff. And I'm actually excited for Nintendo at E3. I didn't think I was going to be, and then as we got closer and more things started coming out, I'm actually pretty stoked for Nintendo because I think they have some cool stuff to reveal. Uh, we know quite a bit about what Nintendo has on their lineup, but what are you guys expecting? What are you excited about from Nintendo? I mean, I think they're going to go really hard into, the, in, into Fortnite, even though... That's not a huge reveal to us, maybe, but also I feel like that having a um, portable Switch with, if you're connected to Wi-Fi and being able to play Fortnite, that's going to be a huge win for Switch. So I think they're going to do that. Also, I think they're going to um, announce a new Animal Crossing, especially with all the backlash from the mobile oh, Animal Crossing game. Um, I think they're going to have an actual legit Switch version. And then they're going to focus on their big titles we already kind of know about with Pokemon, um, maybe some DLC for like Super Mario Odyssey. And um, I, I'm, I'm more interested in to see what sort of remakes they're going to make because we already know Smash is also going to be announced. Um Nothing too exciting there, but I'm, I'm curious what sort of remakes they're going to get into because I think they're going to start taking over that. And also, my one, this is kind of, uh, I was going to save for later, but I believe there is going to be a Fallout 3 and then Fallout New Vegas bundle for Switch that you can download. And it will probably come out for every platform, but a, like a remastered or at least a, um, you know, they, they gloss up the uh, graphics and whatnot, but I think we're going to see a Fallout 3 Vegas bundle. We're definitely seeing a Fallout 3 uh, remaster for Switch. I think that's going to be one of the bigger announcements. Um, and just to touch on the leaks, um, there was a report that came out in the Twitter spheres this year. I'm looking at TechSpot.com's report right now. Uh, Kotaku, I think, believe, uh, was the first p uh, publication to actually find this leak. Um, but they are saying that Fortnite, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Monster Hunter 3, FIFA 19. Oh, that's a big surprise. Uh, Killer Queen Black, I don't know what that is, Starlink Battle for Atlas, Paladins, Overcooked 2, and Mario Tennis Aces, they're all going, are rumored to be at E3. So, given that leak, it looks like E3 is going very hard, not, I'm sorry, Nintendo's going very hard in the free-to-play model. Mm -hmm. Looks like they are trying to market it, get as many free-to-play games as they can so they can really market to kids. Uh, Nintendo seen is the Fortnite. perfect, perfect, the Switch is the perfect system for free-to-play. Like, oh, absolutely. They should have yeah. been in this a long, long time ago. Long, long time. Like, I, like I, Paladins should have been a launch title. I know Paladins is on its way out, and it, this might, 
if this turns out to be true, this would be really surprising to me. Um, but I, I believe that all these games are going to do extremely well, especially given the audience that's playing the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it'd be nice to be able just to pick up these games and play wherever you are, wherever you're at. Um, I honestly believe I think that Nintendo Switch is going to have the best the best E3 this year. Wow! I think that Microsoft is going to be doing like a lot of kind of you know trying to catch up, and I think Sony is going to get a little arrogant this year because I feel like Sony's been on top for so long. They're just going to kind of just take a seat back and just kind of chill. I think Nintendo is going to kind of just steal the spotlight. So I think we're going to get Yoshi this year. Um, we're going to get an extensive Yoshi and Fire Fire Emblem showcase this year. I think uh, Fire Emblem will, the release date will finally be announced for later this 2018. I think Super Smash Bros. is also coming out later in 2018. I think we'll get a very big showcase for that. Oh, they're, they're we'll doing a turn. Very, Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're going to get a gameplay demo for Metroid 4. I think we'll get an early 2019, mid-2019 release for that. Hold on. Um, because you, like everybody else, seems to be glossing over this, and this is the biggest thing for Nintendo for me, is Metroid Prime 4. And why is this not driving the conversation? Because they teased it last year. We have to see something from it this year. This should be huge news. Why is no one excited about Metroid it's, Prime 4? It's because they've been... Um, if you've been following Nintendo for a long time, they have been throwing Metroid at us and been teasing Metroid at us for a very long time. So I think the reason why everyone is a little hesitant is because we're still a little skeptical about this. Um, and even given the fact that they only threw up a title screen last year, if they really wanted us to be gung-ho about it um, for this E3, they would have showed us a little bit of gameplay. Maybe that's a the big thing of- that they're hiding, and that's going to be the big reveal this year. Well, they have yeah. to. I, I think they have to. Because if I, I don't, then I think you, everyone needs to get off their horse about Metroid Prime. I don't know. I think that Metroid Prime, I think, is going to be a big reveal. But also, at the same time, I feel like the audience that is in the Metroid already owns a Switch. So I feel like that's kind of the key there, is that huge Nintendo fans probably already own the system itself. And I think what they're going to do at E3 is really try to get the um, audience of people that are still on the fence about getting a Switch with those free-to-play games, getting Fortnite, getting as much uh, diverse titles on the Switch. And I think they're going to really go for, like, you know, American titles, but then also have their Fire Emblems, their Metroid 4. And I think they're going to really try to satisfy both audiences. Um, But that's my opinion. I think that Metroid 4 isn't pushed a ton or talked about a lot because the people that are really diehard fans of that are already in the Switch ecosystem. That's a good point. You're not really selling anything to anyone new. You're just getting your core customers. They're already hooked on your product, man. You don't have to give them any more. Yep. Uh, before, yeah. before we move on from Nintendo, just because this is so strange to me, why does it matter if Fortnite comes out on the Nintendo Switch? It's literally already playable on every single other thing that plays games, including your phone. So why is it a big deal if it comes out on Switch? Who cares? I think it's the people that own a Switch and don't own another console. The, who? And don't who, necessarily who only owns a Switch on and doesn't have a phone? Any kid that owns a Switch already plays games on their phone and probably already has Fortnite on their phone. I think it's a better experience on a console than a phone. I think you're, getting, you're losing a lot of the... You, you're losing a lot of what makes it great by playing it on a mobile because it, I, I, I heard it's, it's not bare bones. I heard they took everything exactly from the console and put it on the phone. But you're not looking at it on a big screen TV. You don't get the accessibility of being able to play it on a big screen TV or playing it on your handheld. And it's probably more comfortable playing it on the Switch controller than it is playing on your phone. I don't know if you play games on your phone. It's just not the most comfortable experience. It just seems and like I mean, not that big of an announcement to me. 
to us, it's not a big announcement, but it's also like they're making so much money where it's like Nintendo's like, hey, we want to get on this. And I don't know. One thing that's kind of interesting about the Switch is that a lot of times when I play it is not um, I won't be in a spot where I have Wi-Fi. So that's the kind of interesting thing to me. I, I know that Fortnite's huge, but also on top of that, like, do you think like Fallout 76 is actually going to come out for Switch? Um, because that's going to be an online always game, it seems like. So can, will they, one, is the Switch powerful enough on what they're going to make? And then two, would they want to have an online, um, an always online game when it's the Switch when a lot of people, if you're playing on a train or if you're traveling, you're not going to have Wi-Fi? Hmm. That's a good point. Maybe you shouldn't that's play games point. on a train. Hey, I commute every day. No. <laughs> they need, what they need to do is have train Wi-Fi everywhere. There seems, why isn't there a universal Wi-Fi? Just everywhere you go. You That's connect. what I've been saying. I, I don't know. We're just going to see kids in parks like sitting around in circles with their Switches playing Fortnite this summer. Yeah. I feel like that's where we're, gonna, that's where we're going. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's different. It's just a different experience from playing on your console and your phone. And I just think that... We I, we talk we don't talk about Fortnite a lot about on this podcast, but Fortnite is one of the biggest games that's come out like ever. So I, I feel like if you're gonna jump into that bandwagon, Nintendo's gonna go all in, and Nintendo's all about making money right now. Yeah. So they're just gonna jump right into it. All right. Well, without sounding hyperbolic, it's stupid, and everyone who supports it is an idiot. So let's move on to Sony. Uh, Sony is undoubtedly in first place right now, and they've been killing it this year as they have for the last couple years. Sony could come out and literally show nothing, and it wouldn't even make a difference, but they also have some things in the rumor mill, uh, some things I am particularly excited about from Sony. Uh, what are you guys expecting? We, we know we're going to see Red Dead. We know we're going to see um, uh, Last of Us 2, but what else, what else would excite you from Sony? I feel like Sony's just going to come out and just put their feet up, to be honest with you. I think they're going to have a lot of Death Stranding. Um, yeah, stuff. I, I, I feel like we're actually, and I know this is kind of jumping around, but yeah, I think we'll see some um, Death Stranding footage through Sony, and um, I think we'll actually see some gameplay this year, too, on that, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if um, I, I expect them to announce some new IPs. I don't see Sony taking their foot off the pedal at all, um, and because... Because they haven't been complacent, uh, complacent. Like they could have uh, taken their foot off the pedal a while ago. Because Xbox has not been doing anything for the most part on Microsoft, but they keep releasing, you know, Horizon, God of War, and I, I don't see them stopping that. Um, so I think they'll have a new AAA exclusive IP, uh, IP um, announced. Not really sure what the what sort of type of game or what studio, but I, I don't see them stopping. Like Sony is in the zone right now, and they're doing everything right, and I don't see them stopping that at all. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to get a Death Stranding gameplay extensive look, um, maybe maybe a release date. I think we're going to get a Ghost of Tsushima gameplay that, um, what was that? Um, um, yeah, thank you. Um, and I think we'll actually get a release date window. I don't think we'll actually get a release date, but I think they'll give us a window. We're going to get a very long Spider-Man demo. Yeah. That's going to be, be very exciting that everyone is just going to jump out of their seats for. Uh, like Pat said, we're going to get a Red Dead Redemption gameplay. Uh, we'll finally get to see what it looks like. Get a very extensive Last of Two reveal trailer, and I also think we'll get a um, uh, spring 2019 release date for that. I think new ma- I think we're going to get a new remaster of a classic PlayStation game, so it's similar to Shadow of Glosses, Brap of the Rapper. Um, I think we might get an Ape Escape um, uh, remaster, and if they do that, I'd be really excited. Um, I think from software, the team that's brought you Dark Souls and Bloodborne, I think they're going to announce a new IP. Um, they've been very loyal to PlayStation, and I think they've been, like, PlayStation's kind of go-to 
studio for the last couple of years because they've delivered on every promise they've made. So I think we'll get a new IP from 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 software. Do you, do you think from software? Do you think it's going to be a new IP or because they've kind of teased something that looked very similar to the Bloodborne aesthetics? And so there's a lot of people who think it's actually just going to be Bloodborne two. But you think it's going to be a completely new IP? I, I either way, if it's Bloodborne two or a new IP, um, it'd be exciting. But I I feel like they might just jump in, give us a completely new IP that's really different from what they've done with Dark Souls and Bloodborne, because those games are pretty much, they're very similar in a lot of aspects with, like, tone and mood. I think they might give us something a little bit, I don't know, like, in the future, um, maybe a sci-fi type, uh, one of these games, a Dark Souls type game, um, something in the space, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they need to change it up before people start getting fatigued on this series. I feel like... What about, um... Oh, go ahead, Pat. Nothing, no, I'm just bringing it back to our conversations earlier. I I feel like we fanboy sometimes, or it sounds like we're fanboying for, like, Sony, and I want to stress that that is not at all what I do, and that if Microsoft was doing what Sony did right now, I would be saying the exact same things about Microsoft, because I don't care what brand it is. It's just, uh, how do you even compete with Sony? I don't know how they got to this point where, like, every single IP that anyone cares about belongs to them. But it, they are so far ahead at this point. You couldn't even catch them. It would take you three years uh, to catch up to where Nintendo. they already are. Nintendo, but Nintendo does. Doing. But at least they do the complete opposite. You know, Nintendo is right, doing the right, kids. Right. But Microsoft right, is trying right. for the same audience. You don't have a chance. You are completely and utterly outclassed. Well, and I and I also think that Nintendo has the characters and the history, right? right? So it's a little easier for them to market a Mario game. Whereas Microsoft and Sony relatively started at the same time, and Sony has just kind of taken off, and Microsoft has stayed kind of stagnant. And I don't know if Microsoft just got kind of, like, so comfortable with the fact that people loved Halo, Gears of War, and Forza so much that they really... Uh, and and, and I, can't, I can't say that that's true, because now that I'm thinking about Scalebound, and I'm thinking about Crackdown 3, they have put money into these other IPs, but they just haven't supported them. So I just don't understand why Sony... Maybe Sony's just more adept at taking risk and sticking with those risks, whereas Microsoft is more inclined to cancel things that they don't think will make them money. I think Microsoft also, they got way too cocky with the 360 um, cycle, because if you think about it, with the 360 PS3 cycle, Microsoft dominated, and, and that was actually something I was... Um, and totally agree with you, Pat. Like, I, I, I think it does sound like we're fanboying, but I think it's, it's justified because I was a strictly Xbox 360 owner, and then I switched over to PS4 for the next generation because I saw what Sony was doing, and they've been consistent from the launch of that system um, through and through. And, and Microsoft really screwed up when they went for the, the all-in-one entertainment box with, like, syncing your cable and running everything through your Xbox, and they went really all-in on that, and it set them back several years. And I think they're still screaming, like, just like, you remember, they were still pushing Connect just a couple years ago and forcing you to get a Connect when you get an Xbox. So I think they just got super tone-deaf, and now they're just... I, I think they're just going to throw money, like I said, at AAA Studios. They're just going to, I mean, they're still making a ridiculous amount of money, so they're going to stay afloat, and I think they're going to just be like, hey, this next cycle, we're going to have to re, uh, rebound, but there's only so much they can do with only a couple of years left on this cycle. I swear yes. to God, I start these podcasts off not trying to be incredibly negative and like pile on anything, but the more we talk about it and the more I like look at things that are in front of me, I'm just like, ah, like you, you suck. Why do you suck? Be better. No, but it's it's not it's, and it's not that we're fanboying because it's like 
And I hate that word fanboying because both of us, all three of us, we own both systems. Am I right? Yeah. So how can you be a yep. fanboy if you go out and you buy both systems? And, also, it, and I'm yeah, I'm going to be a fanboy for a Fortune 500 company. I don't care about Microsoft or Sony, but I don't get a I share just of their want, profits. Right. I just want good competition. Right. So I can get some good games. I want a good Halo. I want a good Gears of War. I, like I want a good new IP. I want it at scale bound. But Microsoft just isn't catering to that. So if Microsoft isn't catering to that. I'm going to have to fanboy or whatever you want to call it for PlayStation because they're doing everything they're, su- they're supposed to be doing. Microsoft isn't giving us a God of War. God of War is like the best game in the last five years. Yeah. They're I not mean, doing that. The way I would describe it, the fact that like when I turn on my Xbox, I feel like it takes me five minutes just to find like, where my game catalog <laughs> is. Like It's super clunky. It's just they, they haven't changed a lot. I don't know. I'm just... I know we're being super negative, but it's just like they have all the money they need, and I feel like they have like you know Phil Spencer, like they have good leadership. And I, and I think we're being disrespectful to Sony right now because we're using our predicted time to go back and bashing on Microsoft. I got a question for both of you. Do you think mm-hmm. they they're definitely going to push it? But what do you think their emphasis is going to be on uh, PS uh, VR with their VR headset? Uh, who cares? That's <laughs> my answer to that question. <laughs> I know. That's, I mean, that's that's what I think. Also, they've still they've still been like pushing and marketing that thing, and I think just had a price drop. And I mean, there's never been a time where I'm like, you know what, I want to go buy that three hundred dollar VR headset for my PlayStation. Like, yeah. it seems counterintuitive to me, but I, I still think they're going to push it um, and try to promote some games because they'll announce like, a like, uh, price drop this year. What'd you say? I think you're right. I think they'll announce a price drop this year. Yeah, and two, I think since, like, we're saying, like, maybe they can take their foot off the pedal a little bit, but it, they'll still promote stuff like this, but they can take that risk. And if Microsoft came out and went all in on a, a VR system, like, it, it would it would kill them, but PlayStation has that benefit. Yeah. Well, let's try and be positive, and we can move on to EA, a company that everybody loves. They're going to be... <laughs> EA at E3... Uh, they're bringing some stuff that already has some baggage attached to it. Uh, Battlefront Five lit the internet on fire for whatever reason. Um, but, I don't know, EA is one of those weird ones. They're a massive, massive company. They do a lot of things that piss me off, but they've also made some games that, like, I don't hate. So, and they have a game that I'm really excited about, cautiously, like, in Anthem. What game is that? Anthem. All Anthem. I forgot, I forgot all about Anthem. Yeah. yeah, no, I think they're going to do a ton with Anthem this year. I think you have to, right? I think it's the only game that's kind of exciting for them. Everything else is just a reiteration of things we've already seen in the past tons of times. Yeah. So. Do you know what I'm actually looking forward to is, um, I, I don't know if this will happen, but I think they are going to, EA is going to um, at least have a, tr- a teaser trailer for, um, they recently purchased Respawn, the studio. And I think they're going to show that uh, Star Wars title that Respawn's working on. Maybe Titanfall 3, but I think uh, Respawn is going to reveal that new Star Wars game. Oh, you know what they should do if they're doing another uh, Star Wars title? Is they should put a whole bunch of loot boxes into it. I, I, I think since we're talking about EA and we're talking about loot boxes, I think we're going to get a like massive, and I agree with Riley on this, I think we're going to get a massive Battlefront 2 reveal. Like I feel like they're still back in that horse. They have done some... They try to remedy their mistakes with that game. So I feel like we're going to get a lot of Battlefield 2 announcements with, like, modes. different Battlefront char- 2? Battlefront 2, sorry. Battlefront 2 modes, different characters. I feel like they're trying to bring this. Did they already bring the solo stuff over to the... I don't... I think, it, I think it's this month or, no, next month. So, so what's, it, the, what's the next Star Wars game or movie? 
the next one um, is episode nine. Gonna, but if they were smart, they would stay as far away from Solo as possible. You think so? Well, I don't know, because I feel like they might just like try to incorporate maybe some characters from the movie. Like I, I think the droid is really liked by... Um, by who? Nobody cares That's, about this movie. It's tanking significantly. It is a is a massive, unexpected, incredible tank job. You're very upset with Star Wars. You're just a very angry person. Sorry, Star Wars you need, sucks. You, you need to go see some uh, Star Wars therapy. But either anyway, I think we're, I think we're going to see a lot of Battlefront Two. I think they're really going to try to remedy remedy that. I think we're going to see like a lot of sports. Um, I would wish EA would, and I know it wouldn't do well, but I would wish that EA would kind of like jump out of there and like bring like do like a tennis game or golf. do something different. They're done with golf. I think they kind of just wiped their hands with it. I don't think we'll get another golf game from EA. Yeah, another um, another studio now has the rights to PGA. PGA um, yeah, yeah okay. so they don't even have PGA rights exclusive anymore. Yeah, so I think we're just going to see that game shelved for a while, the same way that we saw their NCAA title shelved. I just feel like a, a lot of indies, because EA is known for their indies, I feel like we'll get a lot of cool indies that will make people really excited about. And then, like like you guys said, I think they, they're they going to give us a really long anthem um, gameplay video, and yeah. I think they're going to give us a like, early 2019 release date. Also, I, I sense their their tone, especially when they, they're talking about Battlefront um, 2. I think they're going to be very like apologetic and like, hey, here's how we're going to win you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really think they're going to take that approach, and I would not be shocked. I don't know how they would do this without, because I think they want to push some sort of like free to play model or something with Battlefront Two. But you already have people who have sunk money into it, so I'm wondering what if they did their own. I talked about it on here before. What if they did their own? Um, what's it called? Their own um, battle royale mode. It's free to play, just like Fortnite. Like they have, you have the multiplayer version where you can pay money for it. But they also have a free-to-play platform where you just play, you know, and I, I could see them doing something like that, but I think they're going to be very apologetic in their tone when it comes to Battlefront 2. Dude, honestly, yeah, maybe so it's too. just the way, like, my brain works now with video games, because this seems to be, like, a common thing. That game came out over a year ago. I don't care. I've moved on from it. I, could, I do not care what they do talking about a game that's already a year old. I don't care. Yeah, but you, you can't think of it like that because it's a multiplayer game, and a lot of multiplayer games are games that people play for years until the next one comes out. If this was a single-player game, I'd agree with you on that. But the Ugh. fact that this is a multiplayer game, it's I just, it's, it's just so stupid. You can't hold that standard. It, I, I do. still playing Destiny 2, and Destiny 2 came out when? I don't know, a year ago? A year and a half ago? Yeah, or a year ago. Like, Colin's still playing... Um, what did I see him playing the other... Colin, what were you playing the other day? Weren't you playing a multiplayer shooter that's pretty old? I think it's Destiny. I think I'm thinking of Destiny. It's yeah, I've jumped back in a little bit, but... And, like, uh, I jumped back into Star Wars Battlefront a couple weeks ago and had a pretty good time, so... It's, especially if I get that I want to play a multiplayer game, itch. I think it's a different stand... It's, I don't think you can hold that standard to multiplayer games. I, think I it's guess. Unfair. I just... I, I just don't care. I don't care that, like, oh, now this game from over a year ago now is a battle royale mode so instead of playing battle royale in eight other games now you can play in this year old game isn't that exciting like no it's not it's stupid well look what destiny did with taken king i mean Des taken king came out like i think a year or a year and a half after the cycle and it completely changed that game so if developers are willing to go back and write what they did <clears> wrong and listen to what the consumers are saying i think i don't think we should be bashing that and saying we don't care i think we should be applauding that I, because they're at I least don't. they're trying and they're not asking for, for more money out of us. Because most studios like uh, EA, I'm, so, I'm sorry, what did you just say? EA. Sorry, was the Taken King free? I'm under the impression well, that people had to, to pay think, for like, it. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying Destiny. I'm just saying if Battlefront takes this air, they're going to charge you for it. Destiny Are you high? 
They're not. They're, you're not going to get no, they're free not. DLC. They're not, not going to charge. They're not going to charge you for it because they're saying they're not charging for any more DLC. Bull EA crap. already said that. And if they do do it this route and they say they're going to charge you for you, then you should burn EA down to this ground. Why? Why? But why have we not already burned them down to the ground? Well, after what they did when this game first came out in the first place, why is anyone is ever excited? You're the reason that this type of stuff is happening. You should have just been like, screw this game, never playing it again. You already screwed the pooch on it. Why would I care about this game? Why are you getting a second chance? Because I already paid the $60. I already paid the $60. Why am I going to stop playing it when I already paid the $60 and they haven't even charged me Because they're going to get your $60 again and do the exact same thing again. I already paid the 60 so I'm just going to be grumble fart and pay it for 20 hours and then put it up and then not go back to you it. You shouldn't have paid the $60 for it. But you have these people that are working on this on a daily basis, and I'm not talking about the studio. I'm talking about the people that go in every single day, working the 40 or 50 hour week, trying to remedy what they were told to do by a studio that comes in and tells these developers that they need to change the game to make money. It's not their fault. So they're trying to go back and try to remake what they can, and I'm, I'm going to support that. I'm sorry. I just can't. If a game is going to go out and say that they're going to remedy what they did wrong and then not charge me for it, I'm going to support it. Especially if it's a game that I had high hopes for. Uh, I'm not an ornery old man like you that can walk out of a movie after 15 minutes. I, great, I can't do that. Well, then enjoy, that. enjoy the same crap happening for the rest of forever because it's never going to change if people keep doing this stupid garbage over and over and over again. It, was, it wasn't a bad game, and I'm, I'm on the battle. I'm on the side of the battlefront too. wasn't wasn't that bad. Okay, whatever. We're we're yelling at each other, and, I saw, and, I and this is supposed that. to be it a happy podcast about E3. Loud noises. <laughs> My thing is, if a developer is going to, if a studio or if a developer is going to go back and try to remedy, like No Man's Sky, hmm. like those games like that come out that are egregious or horrible at first, and they try and they still keep trying. I'm, I'm going, and they're not charging me for it, and I don't have to pay an extra money. I'm going to keep going back to it. All right, whatever. Let's let's focus on another studio that only makes people happy, and they only do great things. That's Ubisoft. Yay! Uh, Are you serious? I like Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I'm, I'm being mean. Ubisoft? <laughs> it's a garbage studio right next to EA. Well, I don't know. They've made some good games. Um, we we saw like now... Assassin's Creed. And we're getting another Assassin's Creed, even though... Odyssey. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I kind of liked that they took a year off and they gave us something really cool and new in Origins. Um, they say that Odyssey is going to be a lot different too and it's moving the, um, the story forward. Uh, but I am not super excited about it, frankly. Um, but they do have other games. Uh, Skull and Bones may actually finally come out at some point. I don't know. What do you guys think about Ubisoft? I feel like we're divided on Ubisoft. I, I don't like Ubisoft. Like, Colin can go first. I don't no, like I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of theirs. I think that they... Um I think that it's it's interesting before all the backlash against EA and Activision, these larger studios, I feel like Ubisoft dealt with that themselves um, when Assassin's Creed was getting old and whatnot. But, um, yeah, no, I feel like they have put out some, some really solid games, and they're really good about continually tweaking those games and making them better. But, I, I mean, I think we'll see Beyond Good and Evil 2. We'll see some more extended, like, gameplay and actually figure out what the hell that game is about besides, like, talking space monkeys. Um, <laughs> That's all I need, packs. <laughs> Talking space monkeys with jetpacks. I mean, sign me Soul. up. Um, but you know, it, it, obviously, Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm I'm not that thrilled, like super excited about it. But I know when that game comes out, I probably will because I really do enjoy the Assassin's Creed games. And Origins was really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, it's in Greece, yeah. right? Yeah, it's in it's in Greece, which it, it, it totally makes sense with how Origins plays out. So um, that they would transition over there, but just with the idea of Odyssey, I feel like there could be some really cool ideas they could do with that. Like potentially 
the whoever your character is actually going on a Homer-esque like odyssey where you're on a big boat with a crew and you're going like island island trying to get home or something like that. So I feel like they can do some really cool plays on um, Homer's The Odyssey. Ubisoft, I don't know why anyone would be why anyone would be excited for them, but I think Division Two is going to get whatever we're going to see the Division Two. People will be excited about that. I, I hope you see Beyond Good and Evil too. Um, they need to, they need to have a release date for that game or a release window. Um, it's funny to me Skull that it's, sorry, Skull and Bones uh, kind of goes into what I was going to say, but it's funny to me that the studio that cranks out an Assassin's Creed game pretty much every year uh, has these games that have been on the shelf for like a really long time. Like I played the Division Two last year at E3. I played Skull of Bones last year at E3, and they're still not here or any. We don't know when they're coming out. No, and I know they did, like, um, they were doing a lot of stuff to The Division. Everyone that's played The Division says it's, like, manageable now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, like, they, they figured out all the systems. I, I have hope for Division 2, because the core of the Division 1 um, probably was my favorite of that, like, games-as-a-service model. Um, I like it better than Destiny. It was just kind of broken, and when I went back and played it... Um, several months ago, I was like, oh, this is actually, like, they figured out how to balance everything. So I, I have high hope for Division 2. Yeah, um, I'd be excited for Skull and Bones if they were released for, like, $30, because it looks like it's just, like, an Assassin's Creed um, Black Flag, like, rehash. It just seems like they just took all the naval combat and just tried to make it a new game. Um, so I'd be, I'd be surprised to see if we see... If we don't see a release date for that game, especially given the fact that they showed us such a long gameplay demo last year. Other than that, I don't really care, to be honest with you. I think they'll probably announce, like, The Crew 2, which no one should be excited for. We'll probably get another Just Dance game. We'll probably get, a, like, an extensive look at the Far Cry DLC. I'm going to pull this out of my ass. I'm thinking they might announce, like, a Watch Dogs 3. And then, of course, we'll get the new Splinter Cell. But I, I just, I don't know, Ubisoft is just... They make mediocre games, so I, I just can't really get excited about them. They kind of plus the um, there's been talks like Ubisoft has come out and said that they're going to have a new multiplayer IP. Because one game to call out also that didn't have a huge following, but they were really good about continually supporting it is For Honor. So I really like what Ubisoft does with their multiplayer games. So I'm I'm always going to be interested in what they have to offer. So they said it's going to kind of be in line with uh, you know um, a new AAA IP that's going to be multiplayer focused. So curious what they uh, it's going to be a Fortnite style battle royale shooter. It's going to be a battle royale shooter. Anytime a studio is saying that they're announcing a new IP that's multiplayer, it's yep. probably going to be a battle royale shooter. 100%. We're going to see nothing but battle royale all over E3. I'm already dreading it. Yeah. Um, all right. Finally, because we're, we're getting long on time, uh, a studio that, again, I'm excited about and also not excited about at the same time is Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda made possibly my favorite game of all time in Skyrim, um, so they get a pass for life because of that. They're coming to E3 with a couple games, and pretty much all of them have already been <laughs> spoiled. Um, but we're going to see actual gameplay footage from them, I guess, or at least extended trailers. Are you guys excited for Fallout 76? Are you excited for Rage 2? Uh, how do you feel about Bethesda? Um, I'm excited for Fallout 76. I'm a big fan of Fallout, and I'm, I was getting kind of burnt. Fallout 4? Is Fallout 4? Fallout 5? Fallout 4? I four. am going to say this. I got kind of burned out of that game. If it wasn't for the characters, not even the characters, if it wasn't for, like, one character in that game, I would have probably, like, and I'm saying this as I put, like, 80 hours in that game, I probably wouldn't have tried to seen it to the ending. 
So I'm, I'm kind of, and it sounds like they're doing a survival online game. That's all the rage right now. If you're not playing a Fortnite-style Battle Royale, you're probably playing a survival game online. So I'd be interested, and I think the Fallout War is, or Fallout World is basically the only world where you can make that, pull that off. I don't think you can do a survival game in Skyrim. Um, I think a survival game in Fallout makes a lot of sense. So it's, it's, I just don't know. I don't know because they haven't announced anything. They just announced that, like, that trailer with the uh, country music in the background and the guy with, like, that, kind of that Midwestern accent, but we'll see. Just based on their um, the games they've been releasing over the last several years, I, I mean, I'll automatically give them the benefit of the doubt because they, they released some quality titles. But, yeah, I think Fallout 76, it's going to be interesting. I think the Fallout universe is really cool, um, but also... I don't know what their take on the, like, you know, that games as a service model will be, True. but they've never gone into that space, which also gives me hope that they're going to try something really different and also something that's going to keep players really um, excited and involved in it because they see all the backlash that's come through Destiny and The Division and games like that. So, um, I mean, I'm super interested uh, to see what they do there. I think they're going to announce Doom 2. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out. Also, I think that will come out um, for the Switch at the same time as um, PlayStation and Xbox, or at least within the same fiscal quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if that came out for Switch as well. So, um, And like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if Switch gets a Fallout 3 New Vegas bundle uh, remastered. You want to see a Fallout New Vegas remaster? Oh, yeah. Actually, Fallout New Vegas, I think, is the most underrated Bethesda game. Like, the actual, like, politics and the different, um, so the good. different factions and everything, so and the decisions, that. the decisions you could make, like, yes, the gameplay was broken at the time when it came out, but it's actually, I think, is the best written game. Sadly, Obsidian, the, the developer that, um, made that, and it was published by Bethesda, Obsidian said they're not working on anything Fallout right now, so, yeah. So there's no New Vegas 2, but I think New Vegas is highly underrated. New Vegas came out on the 360 and the PS3? Yes. Yes. Okay, so here's my question. Why are we remastering games that came out in HD on the last series of... Uh, like, so Dark Souls is a good example, I guess. Why does Dark Souls need a remaster? What needs to be remastered? Money. I don't, I don't get it, though. I mean, and I'm enjoying Dark Souls remastered, but I could have just bought the original Dark Souls. What, what is being remastered? Who cares? It's not a game that was released I mean, in standard money. definition. It's money. Also, I think it's it's video games are in a different space now where I think a lot more people are playing along single-player games or just games in general. So there's a, there's a larger audience. And, um, yeah, and I think it's nostalgia, too. It's been 10 years. I think the Fallout 3... 10-year anniversary just came, uh, just uh, passed. So I think there's just nostalgia, and people want to go back and play those games, because I remember Fallout 3 was one of the first, like, RPG single-player games where, um, you know, you're constantly upgrading stuff. I never was into those games a lot until I borrowed Fallout 3 from my brother. It was kind of around the same time I got into um, Mass Effect 1 as well, and I started discovering, like, oh, I actually really like RPGs. So I think there's just people want to go back and play it, and then also there's a younger audience that wasn't old enough to play those games that now are true pat did you play fallout new vegas no i haven't and i'd be excited they're to selling play it. it for you yeah i'm sure they're selling it for you yeah and it's I, like the people that have never played it that first time but it's like the same the same argument that i brought up for like tropical freeze like why do they have to sell it for like full price it's it's money 
So, yeah, I guess. Like, I get it, I do. It's just another reason why games suck now compared to 20 years ago. It's, 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 the, it's literally the movie industry now. Yeah, it sucks. I feel like I say this on every single damn episode, but it's literally decisions are made in boardrooms with people on PowerPoint slide decks where it's just a <laughs> bunch of boring old white dudes that make these decisions in... They just look at graphs and statistics and they're like, well, people buy this. And it's all just about how do we get the most people buying this crap again? But as I say that, if they came out with a Fallout 3 New Vegas bundle, I would buy it. So I'm one of those people. Um, people love remasters so much. I, I think we just, we can't fight it anymore. As much as I want to fight it, I think people are just, if they see the game that they've loved so much being remastered, they're going to go out and they're going to pay the full price for it. Yeah, I guess. It's I just like, when it. does it end? There's like, oh, Grand Theft Auto V, remaster. Be like that game that's literally already on this thing. Like, well, let's remaster it and people will buy it and they probably it, freaking would. It was on its way out like three or four years ago because we were getting a whole bunch of remasters and I remember this, every publication was kind of like, this is getting old, we need to stop. I don't know what happened. You know, what's I, happening I is, is it's it's the technology. It's becoming cheaper to make these remasters, so you right. can make a lot of money of people buying it for full price. And the technology to go and polish some graphics, make it run a little bit smoother, isn't as difficult as it used to be. So I think it's like the way these decisions are made is like, all right, how many X amount of engineer hours is it going to take to make this game? Okay, that costs this amount of money. Right. How many people do we expect to buy this? Okay, that's that amount of money. What is our profit? Okay, this makes sense. Boom, let's make it. Like, that's how the decision's made, in my opinion. I'm sure that's absolutely correct. Meanwhile, the only game that anyone really cares about and deserves a remaster or remake is Final Fantasy VII, and it's never going to happen, and there is no God. I, I really think this has, like, become, like, a joke at Square Enix, and they're just like, yeah, hey, let's just keep let's just keep dragging them along and keep saying, hey, Seven's coming. It's coming. The remake's coming. And they're never going to release Watch them come out at E3 and say that we have a Final Fantasy VIII remake already done, going to be released in the next two weeks, like a Netflix style. They better be in a Pokemobile-style bulletproof case. I don't know. What if you can see Final Fantasy Seven this year? I don't I mean, probably not. <laughs> I don't I think so. so, but also how baller would it be if they just came out after all the flack they've been getting and I'm like, oh yeah, hey, Final Fantasy VII um, Remake, available to download right now on Sony, and it just like opens up. Um, I wouldn't even be now. able to enjoy it because I would die from joy. I would, My heart would explode. It's and Nintendo's the only studio that really did that, does that, right? Like, hey, you guys watching this right now, go home right now and download I think Nintendo started that last year, right? Yeah. I can't remember what game it was, but I remember With, uh, that. It was uh, Breath of the Wild DLC. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was it. And Nintendo that was at the Direct, Game Awards, like, it is yeah. available right now. Yeah, at the yeah. Game Awards, they announced it, and then like you've, I yeah. had a Switch in the audience. I could have like downloaded it. The only thing I want to say about E3 this year is that if I don't see any Cyberpunk 27-7 news at all, I'm going to burn L.A. down. Oh, well, That's yeah, that game's totally going to be brought up. It was like five years ago they announced this game. Yeah, but it's like, when is it going to be playable? Never. Yeah, it, it doesn't be, actually it exist. Be, It'll be available yeah, in 2077. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Even if they drop that, I'll be fine. I just need something from this I just got to hold out for 60 more years. I'll, I'll hold out for CJ Project Red. I will I will hold. They could say that they would kidnap my family until I... Shit, dude. I, I love I Witcher. Like the Witcher. I love the Witcher. I love the Witcher. Play The Witcher 3 and then come back and talk it's, to me. Hey, Pat, it's on sale for like 20 bucks right now with uh, all the DLC on PlayStation. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also get ready to sink like 130 hours in. It's way better than any Final Fantasy game any ever made. Well, that's just ignorance, but okay. Ever made. 
All right. Well, well um, one one also thing I want to drop real quick is that my bold prediction is that um, the Final Fantasy VII remake actually instead of Cloud has Titus as the main character. <laughs> it's just a Blitzball simulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Blitzball. Game. You play as the Blitzball. <laughs> it's Blitzball and there's Chocobo riding and that's it. You're a young renegade here. Chocobo. What's what's the uh, possibility of Final Fantasy XXXV being announced this year though, Pat? Uh, they're just going to skip from fifteen to thirty-five. Oh, we're at 15. I thought we were at 35. Okay. We were close. So what, what are the possibility of them announcing Final Fantasy 17, 20? 16? God, how bad are you at counting? Pretty bad. <laughs> we, were, we were in the same informal math class. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that <laughs> very, very well. Hey, Mr. Dirk, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'd be so pissed if they announced anything Final Fantasy related that wasn't Final Fantasy 7. Even if they were announcing a new Final Fantasy, you'd be mad? Yes. All I want is Final Fantasy VII. I do not care about new Final Fantasies. Just give me Final Fantasy VII. All right, then, old man. You get your Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> All right. Your overrated RPG. All right. uh, there's a lot to look forward to. E3 is going to be really fun. Are either of you guys going? I'm watching from home. Ah, oh, you nerd. You're going, you're going for us. All right. Yeah, you're, you're representing, because I will, I will be on the East Coast during that time on a trip, so I will uh, I'll be tuning in here and there, following on the Twitter sphere. I will have you both on Skype, and I'll just constantly live stream the entire thing as I'm walking around. Well, if you want to record on a daily basis, I will be taking off that week. So Ooh. You're taking what, off a week I, for E3? Someone's, get, someone's getting married this year, and when one of your best friends gets married, I didn't realize how expensive it was. A little bit. So... Next time someone invites me to E3, maybe they shouldn't get married the same year, is all I'm saying. Oh, well, I'm going to get married in a year where they don't have E3? <laughs> no, you're just, you know, you'll cancel E3 that year and be like, I'm getting married, so we need to what? postpone it so Edmund can come next year. Next what time. about this, though? What if Pat got married at E3? Alice oh. would be really happy about that, I'm sure. <laughs> she would be so happy for like, hey, so all those plans we've been making. I need you to dress up as Zelda. And we're gonna get married no, by a guy. We're, we're all dressing up as Final Fantasy characters. It's yes. a Final Fantasy way. Oh, that's my dream. God, I don't have enough hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> and I only have one character to choose from. I'm Barrett, right? That's the only character I get to be. I was gonna be Barrett. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Hey, well, Eddie, you gotta get ready for your expletives to walk around saying um, hey, mother some mother inappropriate stuff. Oh, you probably can't say that. I don't no, think he says cracker. Say that in the game. He just goes around calling people crackers. All right, well, we're all excited for E3. There's a lot coming on. I guess our next podcast will be the reactions from E3, and we'll see how wrong we were in all our predictions. Probably with pretty wrong. Probably yeah. very wrong. Except for I me. Mean, there's always going to be those curveballs thrown out there, but I, I would hope that we're wrong in a lot of sense just for the fact that we did have some negativity towards, like, Microsoft and whatnot. So, I right. like, one thing to call it, I hope they prove us wrong. Like, I, I yes. pray that they prove us wrong because I would love a reason to turn on my Xbox more. Agreed. Yeah. All right, as always, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube. We have a lot more YouTube videos up, so go check us out there, Donkey Kong Artist at YouTube. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook. Follow us everywhere. And, of course, go to our website, DonkeyConArtist.com. We have lots of great articles and lots of great writers and friends who are working for us. Uh, if you have E3 predictions, please let us know. We should get up, like, a poll or something with uh, predictions and have that going online. Uh, as always, thank you very much for listening. Love you. Bye. 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 Yeah, I'm so sorry.